Hello, and welcome to Becoming Your Own Best Friend, a show about self-esteem with your host, Randy Havison. In this show, we're going to be talking about self-esteem, what it is, how to build it, and how to get rid of the obstacles that get in the way of our success. So join me now as we explore Becoming Your Own Best Friend. Hi, thanks for tuning in. Today, we are going to be talking about overcoming low self-esteem. And I love talking about this topic. And I watch so many people complicate what it is to raise self-esteem. So I want to put forward my theory in the hopes that you're going to see this as something that's simple and easy for you to grasp onto and something where you can make some little changes so that you can raise your self-esteem and feel better about who you are and where you fit in the world. So here's my theory. My theory is that I separate the self into four different parts. There's the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. And this is who we are. We are those four parts. And my theory is that if we exercise and nourish all four parts of self on a regular basis in a healthy way, we are going to feel better about who we are. It's that simple. You know, think about it this way. You know, how we, I use this one first, the physical. How do you nourish your physical self? You know, are you waking up in the morning and just kind of choking down a couple energy drinks and a bowl of Frosted Flakes? Or are you preparing some fruit, maybe some orange juice, a couple cups of coffee, um, and doing something that's healthier for your body? So by doing that and making a small change by going from something maybe more sugar laden into something that's more healthy, something that's more fruits, maybe some vegetables, a protein shake, something like that. You know, it's going to make one little change that's going to help you to nourish your physical self in a healthier way. You know, it could be a lunch rather than having, you know, the sub with the mayo and the mustard and all the different things on it. Switch to a salad once a week, you know, just doing little tiny changes here and there. Or if you still want that sandwich, go light on the mayo, go light on the mustard, maybe half the cheese. You know, make little tiny changes because those little changes are going to add up over time and it's going to translate into you having more energy, feeling better about the decisions you make, and hence feeling better about who you are, raising self-esteem. So how you nourish your physical self has a lot to do with your self-esteem, with your energy level, with your quality of sleep. So many things go into what you put into your body. And same with liquids. You know, what are the primary liquids that you're putting into your body? Is it water, which is healthy? Or is it diet sodas and energy drinks and alcohol and other things that might not be as healthy for you? Now, I'm not sitting here and saying, you know, give up alcohol, give up coffee, give up energy drink, give all that up. Because it's really up to you. You know, I'm not going to tell you to do anything. All I can do is make suggestions on what I've seen, what I've done for myself, and what I've watched in others in feeling better about who they are and where they're at in their lives. So that's what I want to offer to you. So rather than having a huge plan of I'm going to eat better and exercise and sleep better and I'm going to do all these things, rather than making this huge plan, make some little changes along the way that are gonna help you. You know, rather than three drinks at night, maybe have two. 
rather than not drinking water during the day, maybe carry around a flask or something where you're having water continually during the day. Switching from the sandwiches to the salads, like I said. Do it in little tiny ways. And when you do that, you're gonna feel better and it's gonna make you want to do more of these. So that's the whole trick, is to make slow changes over time so that you will be able to have a healthier lifestyle later on down the road. So that's the whole trick. But the one thing that I do want to suggest, and the best thing that you can do for yourself is add more water. You know, we don't drink enough water. I heard someone say one time, start your day with 12 ounces of water. And I do that pretty much every day. I forget sometimes, but drinking water in the morning, it energizes your system. It gets the organs going and moving. And, and it's a really good thing to do for yourself. So start your day with some water and you're going to feel a lot better. So I talked about nourishing and exercising the, the four parts of self, the exercising, and exercising and nourishing the physical. Let's talk about the exercise part. What do we do? What can you do to exercise your physical self? Now, there are so many ways to do this. There's running, there's walking, there's tennis, there's kickboxing, there's yoga, uh, so many different ways that there's an entire list and it's up to you to find the thing that works for you. You know, I have attempted running and I do not like running. For me personally, it's boring and I don't enjoy it. I'm too much in my head. And even when I'm listening to music, it's not enjoyable to me. And I have attempted tennis and I, I just don't find that to be a, a way that I want to exercise. I went to the gym. I joined plenty of gyms and had trainers and worked on my own and had a friend to go with and had my routine. And it worked for a while, but it wasn't something that was maintainable for me. Now, for some of you, the gym might be great. Tennis might be great. Running is something you enjoy. Walking is something you enjoy. So it's about finding what works for you. And what works for you might not work for the next person, but again, it doesn't matter. You know, for me, it wasn't until I found my kickboxing gym that I really found something that I enjoyed doing. And now I've stuck with it for over two years now, almost two and a half years, and I still love going. And I feel better every time I do. And I wear this heart rate monitor and, you know, I get up to the red and the yellow and, and I'm feeling really good and, and I'm out of breath and then I stop my workout and I'm done. And then I notice that I get down into the blue a lot faster than I used to, which lets me know that my heart is healthier. So at the beginning, you know, this place is nine rounds of, of exercise and I could barely do three or four rounds when I first started. I weighed 20 pounds more than I do now. Um, I've dropped four inches in my waist since I started, so I've noticed some changes over time. Uh, but what I've noticed most, I don't get winded going upstairs. I feel better, I have more energy during the day. I can walk around Disney all day and not get as tired as I did before. So I've noticed some definite differences, but the best thing for me is that my heart is healthier. And, and I've noticed that my recovery from a hard workout is much better than it's been in the, in the past. So this works for me. It might not work for you. So the trick is to find your thing that works to exercise your physical self. You know, I talked to someone one time that said, I do 50 sit-ups and, and 20 push-ups in the morning. It's like, great. That's an awesome way to start your day. So find what works for you. And you know, 
I'm going to get into this talking about some of the other things, but you know, it's, it's a little frustrating to me when people say, you know, you have to do it my way. If you're not a runner, you're not really exercising. You need to run. If you play tennis, you're not really exercising. You need to do it my way. Now, when I say it that way, what do you think? You think that sounds ridiculous, right? Let me choose the way that I want to, and there's no right or wrong way. As long as you're doing whatever works for you, that's great. So I believe that with all four parts of self, and we'll get into that later. But at this juncture, whatever works for you, go for it. If you want to walk, walk. If you want to run, play tennis, row, kickbox, yoga, whatever it is, find something that you enjoy and, and go experiment and find out what works for you best. And whether you do it once a week, twice a week, start with once a week, if that's enough for you. And then slowly over time, move it into two times a week, three times a week, maybe four. You know, making sure you give your body time to rest as well. But by doing this, do you see that by making these small changes in how you exercise and nourish your physical self, when you do this, you will be healthier, you'll have more energy. And it's a byproduct that you will feel better about your self-esteem. So feel better about yourself. So when we take care of ourselves physically, it has so many different facets that come with it that are helpful to our well-being. So that's the physical. And I talk about that first because it's the easiest one. Because when I talk about let's nourish and exercise our mental self, you know, you might be thinking, whoa, I have no idea what you're talking about. How do I nourish my mental self? And, and what I want to talk about is that's a simple thing to do. You know, the way to exercise and nourish your, your mental self is by learning, by growing, uh, reading and writing and crossword puzzles and Sudoku and word puzzles and, and whatever you find, again, that works for you. Because I like Sudoku's, other people might like crossword puzzles, someone else might like reading. And there's no right or wrong, find what works for you. Um, you know, reading is important to me too. I used to have three books going at the same time. I'd have a pleasure book, a sci-fi book, uh, and, and like a businessy type book. Um, now I've cooled off on my reading, but this is my reminder to myself that it's time to start reading again, and I'm going to start doing that. So find what works for you in keeping your mind fresh, keeping your mind moving. You know, my, my mom does words with friends and she has like six or seven games going at the same time. And I'm, I think it's wonderful that she's doing that. So find ways that are going to nourish and exercise your mental self. You know, other things that are important in nourishing your mental self are to take a break and rest. I watch a lot of people who are work, 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 but they don't take that time to breathe and take care of themselves. So I'm a huge fan of the 10-minute power nap. I'm a huge fan of getting a good night's sleep. I'm a huge fan of meditation. So find ways that are going to not just stimulate your brain, but find things that are going to help you to just not go brain dead, but to kind of give your brain a rest, uh, watching movies. Uh, you know, there's so many ways to do it. Find the ones that work for you. Find something where it's like, wow, I really enjoy doing that. Going to art galleries, um, going to the library and just looking at magazines and books and seeing what's there. Uh, you can go online and find things that are going to stimulate and find things that are going to calm your mind because both are just as important. 
So that's how we nourish and exercise our mental self. Now, I think the toughest one is the emotional self. And this is where a lot of people have a really difficult time. And I get into a lot more detail in my book. Um, I get into a lot more detail during my presentations and my retreats. But I want to give you a little overview now about how to start nourishing and exercising your emotional self. Because I really feel like we live in a society of emotional anorexics. You know, a lot of people have no idea what their feelings are, how to identify them, how to express them appropriately. You know, we've been given horrible messages about feelings ever since we were little kids. You know, I remember growing up and and falling down on the playground and looking at my knee and it's bleeding and, and I start crying, oh, my knee. And the people at the playground, ah, you sissy. And they make fun of me and they laugh at me because I'm crying and big boys don't cry, right? So I learned how to stuff those feelings. And, and I didn't feel my sadness anymore and I didn't feel my hurt. And what I watch a lot of men do, and I work with men on this a lot, is what we tend to do is we take our hurt and we take our sadness and we turn it sideways and it comes out as anger because men are allowed to have their anger. So it's not, hey, what you said really hurt my feelings and I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't talk to me that way anymore. Men don't say that. What they do is said, hey man, you piss me off. You say that again, I'm going to take you out. And they turn that sadness and that hurt into anger and that's what it becomes. So you can see how this is damaging to the self, to self and self-esteem by not identifying what the true feeling is. So part of raising self-esteem is to become more comfortable with your feelings and being able to express them in a healthy way. And again, it's hard. And at the beginning, it's so difficult to do because we're not just feeling our feelings, we're overcoming all those messages that we've had our whole lives. And, and now taking that risk and becoming more vulnerable and starting to feel and express our feelings. And ladies, you didn't get away with it any easier. You know, you've been taught since you were young, and I've worked with a lot of women in therapy and in coaching, and, and what they tell me is that when they were growing up, they were supposed to look cute and smile, but they weren't allowed to have their anger. You know, when a little kid gets angry, what do they do? Their whole face is like, oh, it becomes anger, and they're told, hey, you get your look, that look off your face, young lady, you be cute, smile. And women learn how to stuff their anger. And when they get angry, it comes up and it gets turned sideways and it comes out as sadness. For a lot of women, think about the last time you got really mad about something. Did you find yourself crying? And I find a lot of women say, yeah, I, why was I crying? I wasn't sad. I was angry. And I think it's important for women to reclaim their anger. Now, again, I'm not advocating violence. Anger is a feeling. Violence is an action. I am not in any way advocating for violence. I, I don't believe that. People high in self-esteem do not become violent. They can express their feelings in a healthy way. They can have their feelings and say, I am really angry right now. But that doesn't mean that they're going to lash out. So becoming comfortable with your feelings is a skill that needs to be learned. So here are some things that I suggest to people in beginning this journey to start to learn about your feelings. One of the most simple is to use music as a way to get in touch with your feelings. 
You know, I don't know about you, but there's certain music I listen to when I'm sad. There's certain music I listen to when I'm going to the gym. There's certain, certain music I listen to when I'm really happy. So find the music that helps to elicit the different feeling states that you have. And then find other artists along those same genres and then use the music as a way to propel you into expressing and feeling your feelings. And, and again, you know, I say that, but first is identifying them and then expressing them. And it takes time. You know, it's like learning to ride a bike. We didn't just get on a bike and ride. You know, it took time for us to do that. And we wobbled a bit and we fell a bit and, and we got back up and we did it again. And finally, we learned how to catch our balance. And it's the same thing with the emotional self. You know, start out slow, put your training wheels on, find someone that you can talk to, find a life coach, find a therapist, find a friend that you can trust, that you can talk to about your feelings. And they're not going to say, well, that's a really stupid thing to feel. No, find someone who's going to allow you to have your emotional self. Um, another thing that I suggest to people is journaling. Journaling is a great way to get in touch with your emotional self. Do an emotions journal. You know, during the day, just, you know, have like a note thing on your cell phone maybe or have a pad that's nearby and just write down your feelings as they came up and what's bringing them up and how did it come to be. And then in the morning or at night when you have some time, take a look at what you've done and then do an entire journal entry about what your feelings have been like that day. What was going on that day? What was happening to elicit these feelings? And you're going to find that as you practice this, you're going to catch your groove and the emotions are going to be much easier for you to identify and to feel. And, you know, I say this all the time that until you truly know your hurt and your sadness, you're not truly going to know your joy and your happiness. So feelings are like a rainbow. You know, you don't ever see half the colors of a rainbow. You either see the whole thing or you see nothing. So the amount of joy that you're really going to learn how to feel and that you're going to be expressing is going to be so much greater when you really learn and know your sadness and your hurt. So feelings are tough and, and it makes us feel raw and vulnerable. It's not going to happen overnight, but find someone safe. Find a place where you can start to identify and feel your feelings and do it slowly over time. And you're going to be amazed at how much better you're going to feel about yourself when you truly have a handle on your emotional self. So let's go on to the last one, the spiritual. Exercising and nourishing your spiritual self. Now, my theory in this is that there's a difference between spiritual and religious. Now, if you find your spirituality through your religion, I think that's awesome. Good for you. It's going to be a lot more simple for you to do that. But I find for some people, religion tends to box them in and they don't feel like they can fully express their spirituality because of the confines of their religion. So it's important as we look at spirituality to look at the whole. So whether you're talking about um, God or the universe or source or whatever it is that you want to call your higher power or God, it's okay. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to find your spirituality. You know, I heard someone say one time, there's an old Native American saying that says, there's only one light source, but many lampshades. So the trick here is to find the lampshade that feels most comfortable for you. But the trick here, mm, I know this is going to be 
controversial for some, and this might be hard to hear, but, but this is why I'm doing this, because I want to open up to a different way of looking at things. Just as we talked about earlier with physical, I play tennis, and if you don't play tennis, you're not exercising the right way. Running is not really exercise. You have to play tennis. And that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Well, I want to draw that now to the spiritual. I watch a lot of people say, this is the way to find God. If you don't find God in this way, you're not really finding God. You're doing it wrong. This is what you have to do. And my answer to that is that I believe that God, the universe, the higher power is so powerful that if he or she only wanted one way for us to find him or her, we'd only have one religion, but we don't. We have this entire buffet table and our source, the universe has said, I really don't care how you find me as long as you do. That's the most important thing, to find me. And if someone has a different religion, a different view on spirituality, fine. As long as they found that, good for them. So it's about exercising and nourishing your spiritual self. And I watch a lot of people who are very religious but not very spiritual. I'm not going to go into that anymore. And I know people who are very spiritual but not very religious. So I'm not here to put any kind of a parameter on that. That's for you to decide for yourself. But I believe that in living a spiritual life, it brings people together. It helps us support each other in whatever is going on in our lives and in our society. We're helping, we're not hurting. You know, here again is the difference between self-esteem and ego. Self-esteem and the spirit is about what can I do to help in making this world a better place. Ego is about what do I need to do for me? How can I do better by climbing on someone else, by doing something that might not be helpful to other people, but it's going to help me? Self-esteem is about all of us. Ego is about me. So as we move down that continuum away from ego and closer to a higher sense of self-esteem, the spiritual part is really important because that's what brings us together. So how do we nourish and exercise our spiritual self? There's so many ways. There's no one way. There's no one path. There's so many paths to walk in order to find this. So what I usually suggest to people at the beginning is you can do prayer. You can do meditation. Uh, you can read some kind of a scripture or read some type of a spiritual book. There's so many out there. Yes, you can read the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, whatever it is that you feel comfortable reading. You know, one of the things that I enjoy doing is I like going to a variety of different churches to see how people celebrate their, their relationship with God. So I'll go to a variety of different churches just to kind of see how other people are doing this. And you know what I notice? The people who are devout in that religion, and I watch their faces during the service, they all look the same. Whether they're in a mosque or a temple or a synagogue or a church, the look on the faces as people are praying and connecting with God, it's the same. So this is about finding what works for you. Not saying you're doing it wrong or you need to do it this way. Have the esteem of saying, I feel like this is right for me. Whatever you feel is right for you, go for it. So as you experience and as you enhance 
your spiritual self and as you nourish your spiritual self and exercise your spiritual self, you are going to feel better about who you are. You know, another thing that I suggest in exercising and nourishing the spiritual, be in nature. You know, look, go find a place with water, find a place with trees, find a place with desert, you know, wherever you can find nature at its most beautiful. Sunsets and sunrises are two of the most beautiful times of the day. So find time, find space where you can be with nature, you know, putting down the electronics and just being in this magnificent world that we live in and find what works for you. And as you start practicing and nourishing your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self, and as you're doing that, you will feel better about who you are. And I got to tell you that there are ways that you can do multiple physical, mental, and emotional, and spiritual at the same time. And if you can find those, that's even better. Like I know for me, when I go to the gym, for me, that is physical, mental, and emotional. You know, when I have a lot of stressors going on in my life and I go to the gym, I leave feeling better. And I feel more relaxed and I feel more calm. So find things that you can do that are going to enhance multiple parts of self. Uh, yoga, meditation are things that are good for mental, emotional, and spiritual, and actually physical too. So a good yoga program is good for all four. So find the things that work for you, not necessarily for other people, and you will overcome your low self-esteem and feel better about who you are. And I'm going to suggest making a list. Separated into four columns, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What are you going to do in order to nourish and exercise all four parts? So I hope you enjoyed this. I would love your feedback. Um, did this make sense to you? Is there more you want to know? Um, feel free to shoot me an email to make a comment in the on the podcast, uh, wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're watching this, the YouTube channel. Uh, I love getting feedback and hearing what I can do better, uh, what you're enjoying. If you have any questions, I'm happy to address those because this show is really for you. This is why I'm doing this because I want to make a difference in the world and help other people to feel better about who they are. And I know what's worked for me and enough people have said to me, hey, you know what? Can you write a book? Can you do presentations? Can you maybe do a podcast in a YouTube channel? So that's why I'm doing this. I'm doing this for you. So anything that I can do to help enhance your experience, please feel free to ask. And I thank you again for tuning in. And I look forward to seeing you again and hearing from you in the future. I wish you all the best on your journey. Take care.